What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business, a.k.a. Money Compton. This podcast is available on all platforms, so wherever you get in your podcast app, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure you leave a comment. Make sure you tell your friends about me. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also find me at the Twitterverse at Sports Business. That's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also email the show at gmail.com. <clears throat> Man, I was eating. Actually, I had a couple of stories <laughs> ready to roll um this morning before i was doing my pre-production and i was eating lunch during my pre-production writing down my notes kind of getting ready to tell you all some stories and i saw this on the news and i was like wait what and and i saw it on my feed i saw it more populating around the news and everything and i was like let me look into this so potentially a county prosecutor's office in cleveland ohio has opened up an investigation to apparent cheating scandal during a, during a lucrative um, walleye fishing in Lake Erie last week. Um, looks like a video was posted on Twitter to show some dude named Jason Fisher, ironic, um, for the who was the director of the whole tournament, cutting open, he op- he basically cut open a fish, and there was about some lead, there were some lead weights that were in these fish, these fish fillets that were supposedly caught, caused a huge uproar. These dudes was out there about to, be on the next episode of World Star Hip Hop because they was out there slap boxing and whatnot over some fish. So <clears throat> I was like, man, <clears throat> I didn't know fish fish tournaments got jiggy with people out here putting weights in. And then I was like, how do you know which fish is yours and what ain't your fish? Like, did you freeze the fish and just throw it out back in the pond and you kind of knew where it was and you just kind of w- hope and wish? And then what if you the person... <laughs> That, that was out here just legitimately trying to get it in and you accidentally catch one of those fish and you 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 go get it weighed and they cut it open. you like, bro, I ain't had nothing to do with it. I was out here fishing. So I just wanted to email the show, man. What's the most wildest story you have had when you were trying to just get a competitive advantage where you were just trying to do anything you could do <clears throat> to win at all costs? Because this is wild. Like, I got so many questions. Like, how do you know which fish was yours? How did you even stuff the weight in? Did you perform surgery? Anyways, I just thought it was a weird story. You know how we do before we get cracking. We're going to talk about some week four, NFL week four winners and losers. I'll tell you a story um, about me. And then we're going to wrap it up with the dummy of the day. <clears throat> so before we get started, like I said, we gonna, well, while we're getting started, we're going to talk about these week four and, uh, winners and losers. My first ones are the Eagles. Game balls goes out to the Philadelphia Eagles. The only undefeated team left in the NFL Man, they know how to win clean, they know how to win dirty, and they know how to make it make make it do what it do. This team, they're not very, very good in all different aspects, but they're just an even-killed team. Um, they played yesterday in a very, very inclement weather. Speaking of weather, hearts and thoughts and prayers go out to everybody that was affected by the hurricane that was literally ran through damn near the entire state of Florida, um, and also bits and pieces of the Carolinas. Um, my thoughts and prayers go out there being somebody who did live in Florida for about a year, being the fact that my actual day-to-day job, my headquarters is out of Fort Myers, Florida. Um, just want to let y'all know that I'm thinking about y'all and we gonna, we're going to help, you know, we'll make it do what it do. I know it's easier said than done when you survive a hurricane, but then you don't have a house to go to. I, I don't know what that feeling is, so I can only imagine how that feels, but just know that it gets better day by day and I hope that you know, one day you can, 
y'all can get back to where y'all was once living before last week. So thoughts and prayers go out to y'all because I know it's not an easy transition and I know it's a huge, it's a traumatizing um, life event that y'all have been through. So I um, just want to acknowledge that real quick. Um, but like I said, the Eagles played in basically the, the, the last remains of that hurricane and they made it and they made it happen. It wasn't the uh, Eagles cleanest win they did they played against a very very good i'm gonna say very very good a very very well coached team that plays hard and and they 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 know that they're they're on the up and up now as far as the eagles go they hey i don't know how far they're going to take this undefeated streak but the fact that they're able to have a very very even a well-balanced run game as well as a passing attack with by far probably the best wide receiver duel that a lot of people don't talk about with AJ Brown coming over there, as well as Devontae Smith. <clears throat> um, they got a, a good tight end. They got a very, 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 very good running back. And Jalen Hurts just knows how to make things happen. I'm not going to say he's a good game manager, manager, but whatever the term is with above a game manager, he is that. Um, I, I'm very, very high on him, and I definitely love that uh, defense that they have. And I know that Darius Slay forearm injury. I don't know what the severity is that on that part, but <clears throat> he's he's playing at an all pro level as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. So yeah, the Eagles, look out for them boys, man. I think it's time to start taking them boys serious. They also made it to the playoffs last year, and I know that, you know, they had an early exit, but they got a little bit of experience in that aspect, and you know, you gain experience by getting to the big dance. So we'll see what ends up happening with them, but they definitely get a game ball. And my next set of game balls goes out to the Buffalo Bills. Hey, it wasn't easy. They had to dig deep. I mean, my man Lamar Jackson was out here looking like Michael Vick of the year 2004 in Madden, um, but they made it happen. And people are criticizing the the you know the head coach John Harbaugh for that questionable call on fourth down. But my thing is, you ain't scored a damn point in the second half. You got to throw something up there. I don't care if it's a safety, a field goal. You got to do something to protect that lead. And granted that it was a tie game, you know. He's saying analytics. Analytics told him that if you go for the seven, then it's hard for them to come back and march down and get a touchdown. I, I, I'm tracking, but you got at least when you that that all goes out the window when you ain't scored a dog on point and you was able to throw up twenty points in the first half and you ain't got nothing for damn near twenty four twenty five minutes of the second half. You got to put something on the board to you know give your defense something to work with. So. I think that that was a bad call, but you got to tip your head off with the Buffalo Bills because they was down, I believe, 20 to 3 at half. They could have nailed it in. You know, it's rainy. It's, you know, your jaws is wet. Your, everything wet. You know, it's miserable to play with. You got the rain slapping your helmet and whatnot. You know, they could have just nailed it in and been like, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll pick it up. On, we'll pick that dub up on the back end. We'll make it up. We'll go on a nice little run. But no, they dug deep. They made things happen. Josh Allen was out here balling out of control per usual, and they made the play. So you got it. To, and then on top of that, the fourth and goal play, my man got the interception. So it wasn't even like it was a defensive stand. He got an interception, got it in the end zone, and was able to bring it all the way out to the 20. So now they're not even in their own shadow of the end zone. So they made things happen. So good, they dug deep, and that's, that's a big, big win for them. Um, my next set of game balls goes out, winners goes out to the New York Jets, man. <clears throat> Anybody knows me, I have not really been big on this Zach Wilson kid um, out of BYU, I believe. And I'm still not big on him. However, what the New York Jets did do is they gave that man all of the tools that you can give to a young quarterback to say, all right, bro, we're going to give you all the tools and we don't want to hear nothing about how you ain't got no help. 
They made a little bit of moves on the offensive line. <clears throat> they got a running back named Brees Hall, who's, you know, a lot of draft experts said that he might be the best running back, period. Not rookie, but just one of the rest, best running backs, period, to be even in the league. They got a couple of wide receivers. They got a, a, a DB named Sauce Gardner. And they, they, they gave this man talent. They gave him some help um, to work with. And, you know, this was Zach Wilson's season debut. Um, Jose Flacco, a.k.a. Joe Flacco, was able to hold things down for a couple of games. But they've been on the road twice this season and been down more than 10 points. And they've been able to turn it around and win. And going into Pittsburgh, and I know Pittsburgh, they are low-key in an identity crisis. Like, I don't know what to make of them. Um, I'm not sold on Kenny Pickett at all. And people are like, well... You know, he got two rushing touchdowns. My man throws the ball, man. He's a quarterback. He ain't a running back. I want to see what you can do throwing the ball. And I think he had three interceptions and three 13 passing attempts. Nah, man. I just, something about him don't run me the wrong way. He going to run me the wrong way. Not to mention, he's got help. He's got three players that are three good receivers as well as a great running back to make things happen. But the Jet, the 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 New York Jets, they, they you know, Robert Sala's gotten, that's another well-coached team that got them boys playing really really well and i think they have all of the tools to kind of possibly be you know maybe the second or third best team in the afc east um right behind buffalo like i don't know how how you know with the whole Tua situation i don't know what how much of a step back they're gonna take lord knows we don't know what the hell's going on with new england um and, 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 you know, like I said, Buffalo's in their own, they're in their own little stratosphere right now. So it's going to be very, very interesting. But yeah, the Jets, they're playing hard. That's another team that plays hard. And my last of the game balls goes out to another team that's been playing hard is the New York Giants. And, and I got some friends who, who give me, you know, who are diehard New York Giants fans. But I, I'm going to tell you a story. 2020 had to have been October. 2020 in October, I was in Dallas, Texas. At a local bar, at the at the hotel bar, right across the street from AT and T Stadium, and it was a Thursday night game. I'll never forget this because it was right around the World Series. Me and my boys, um, one of my best friends with his family, we're watching. We're at the World Series, so we're watching the Philadelphia Eagles against the New York Giants. Thursday night game, cool, whatever. Whatever Daniel Jones took off for that 80-some yard run, and there was nobody within a 15-yard vicinity of him, and he started fumbling or he started stumbling over his own two feet, and he scrubbed and cost them boys the game. That was it for me. That very moment, I said, "I'm cool off of Daniel Jones and the New York Giants." And ever since then, I've been cool off of Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. Man, how are you gonna tell me that the New York Giants don't want a football game with no quarterback yesterday? I don't know, but they made it happen, and, and and it's very, very evident. There's three things that the New York Giants, they had questions this year. Is Saquon going to be able to come back and be a monster? I think it's safe to assume that he's probably the best running back in football right now. Hell, probably one of the best football players in, in, in one of the football players' position, regardless. Um, does Brian Dable have their attention? Absolutely, yes. And is Daniel Jones going to be the future of the New York Giants? The answer is no. Here we are at the end of week four, and I think all of those questions have still been the same. Saquon Barkley is that dude. Brian Dable has them boys playing, and Daniel Jones' damn show can't come back to the New York Giants next year. Which leads me to think, how good are the Giants? They are very, they, their defense is very, very good. They got Thibodeau, Thibodeau Cat. He's really good. Their secondary is, is above average. They got my man Leonard Williams, who's probably one of the best defensive linemen in football. He hasn't even stepped on the field yet. 
Um, so they're 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 they got some pieces. The quite the part is the bad part is they don't have any receivers, and they don't have a quarterback. So now you're relying on a pretty above average defense and a run game. I don't know how much sustainability you can keep giving Saquon Barkley the ball. You can't keep, I mean, 26 to 30 carries a game and hoping that you're going to win a game and betting on your defense. That's only going to get you so far. And the Giants, yes, they won a game where Saquon Barkley practically was a quarterback yesterday. It's very, very hard to do. So they're going to have to answer some questions because they got a pop-tart schedule this year. They got some ugly teams they about to be playing where they're going to win games. And now the Giants have to start looking at each other. Are they going to be, are they better than the Rams? No. Are they better than the 49ers? Eh, I don't know. Maybe. Are they better than the Vikings? I don't, I don't know. Are they better than the Eagles? No. I think the Cowboys are better than the Giants. So you have to start looking like, okay, they're going to make it to the playoffs. They're going to get smoked by whoever they play. It's just no, without a question. They're just going to get smoked. And that's just basically, at that point, it's just based off of talent. They don't have the talent or the bodies to keep up with any of those teams that I just named. Now you're looking at a mid, you're going to be drafting in the 20s this 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 draft. Ain't going to be no quarterbacks hanging. There ain't going to be no low, low fruit hanging quarterbacks at that point. So, you know, I get why the Giants can't tank with, they, they're not going to tank with Brian Dable's first season. And rightfully so, they shouldn't. But they're not going to be able to, like, they got to answer some questions on what they want to do with uh, Daniel Jones. But, nevertheless, they are 3-1. and one. And three and one is three and one in the league, and I got to tip my hat off them because they they're playing pretty good. They're playing pretty good, and they you know they're doing. If, if you're beating teams like the Panthers, you're supposed to do that. And if you're supposed to be doing that, you can't do nothing but respect that. So shout out to the Giants; they definitely get a game ball. My losers, yo, the the, the new the New England Patriots. Brian, Bill Belichick and Coach Greg Popovich got to be two in the same pod. They have overstayed their welcome. They are trying to find lightning in a bottle twice. And they just they're just out of touch with these 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 young, this younger generation of players. If you're looking at Greg Popovich, yes, he had Tony Parker, Manny Ginobili, and Tim Duncan. He had them boys for so long, won a whole bunch of championships. Then them dudes are all gone, and he ain't been able to produce nothing. He had Kawhi Leonard, Dipset. He had Javante Murray, Dipset, and the same thing can go with Bill Belichick. He is very very out of touch, and he does not have the resources. To be able to keep this thing going. The sustainability is, is is not there. And it showed yesterday when they own a third string quarterback. Like this team just doesn't look good. Um, and I know they hung with the with the Packers for damn near the entire gaming and including overtime. But that team ain't gonna make no noise, man. That team is they're they're lacking depth. They they there's a huge question mark on as far as Mac Jones is he that dude. They don't really I mean they got Aguilar, they got a couple of people on as receivers, but they're not they're not gonna help them. The running running game is decent at best. There's just a there's just an okay team, and there's going to be okay team. So I don't know what Bill Belichick can do, but he's he's low key. Him and Greg Popovich are out of they're they're two in the same pod right now. They're just old dudes who kind of are just out of the, the time has passed, and they they hanging on to the name more than the actual product. And it might be time for Bill Belichick to get up out of there because it ain't it, he ain't gonna find another Tom Brady stepping through them. And it starts to kind of see maybe it was just a system. So, yeah, Patriots, they're, they're losers. But the Denver Broncos, ooh, boy, golly, they, they lemon booty bad. Just lemon booty bad. They didn't look good against the, the, the Broncos or the, the, the game against the Niners. They didn't look good against the Seahawks. And they just sat there and lost against the my beloved Las Vegas Raiders. They just, they, 
I don't know what their identity is like. They have a well, they did have a pretty good defensive front, but Randy Gregory looks like he might be done for the year. Um, you would think Russell Wilson has weapons with Sutherland, Sutherland and uh, Cortland Sutton and uh, Jerry Judy, who I love Jerry Judy, and, and they got a pretty good running back until my man Melvin Gordon was out here having to fumble rooskies again. So I don't know what's what's the problem. I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if that's just lack of fill in the blank, but they they just don't look good. They look B-A-double-D bad right now. So Denver Broncos, another set of losers. And, yo, Tampa Bay, man. Y'all think think Tom Brady over here regretting that he came back? Like, I I really want to know what made you so antsy to come back after you sat there and said you was retiring. And then less than a month later, you like, you know what, bro, I'm going to run it back. Like, what was out there? For you to like, are, it, my question is: His father time actually really started finally catching up to Tom Brady, because it's very, very clear. Like, it's this this isn't a good year for him. They, the office just doesn't look good. And granted, I know Mike Evans is out. He was suspended last week, but he came back last night. He played very, he played pretty good. Um, but the, the 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 Buccaneers just don't look good at all. They, they, their defense is still okay. Tom Brady looks old. There's really not a their their tight end got hurt, like they're just getting hit with the injury bug left and right. Where it's just like, man, whatever Tom Brady had at their crib, was it really worth it for him to be out here just getting hit left and right? And they're not even winning, man. Like you know, they winning, but they ain't like their win against the Dallas Cowboys week one was, eh, it was eh. And then I forgot who they played week two, but it was like they haven't played four good quarters of football and it's just starting to look like Tom Brady looks a little old is all I'm saying like did he not like the AARP package that he got I don't I don't know but it don't look good for them boys so that and then also my next set of losers got to be the Chicago Bears man I've been very very yeah I mean on the show I've, I've always been like yo Justin Fields should have went to the 49ers I think the 49ers made a mistake by getting lap dance Lance they should have got Justin Fields but I'm still Still gonna be on the Justin Fields train just based off the fact that my man ain't got no help. Like he has nothing to work with. And that is a disservice to that man. And the question is, you know, you know, people are like, well, he's he sucks. What you like what you want him to do? What is he? He has no offensive line. He has no receivers. I can't even name you three players that play on the offensive side of the ball that play for the Chicago Bears. Hell, I don't even think I can name you three players, period, that play for the Chicago Bears. That's how much of a team that that man were. I don't think he even knows who three players on the entire football team by their name, their first and last name. Like That team is just built bad. The front office did that man a disservice by not letting go of Allen Robinson last year, who even then, I don't even know how good that man is. But it's not, they doing they doing my man dirty, is all I'm trying to say. And I'm trying to hold off on banging on Justin Fields, but he got to get it together. Otherwise, he's about to be a quarterback that's about to just get washed up out of the league. I hear he's about to be looking like another Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen, one of these guys uh, where he just doesn't look good. So I don't know, but they the Bears just look extremely bad. Anyways, it's time for a I'm, I'm going to tie the story in and, you know, give my two takes. So. In basic training, when I was in the United States Army, basic training, they have different little benchmarks that you're supposed to make. And one of those benchmarks is you're supposed to fall from a free, about 40 or 50 feet from the sky. You're supposed to jump out of a building and jump out of the building. You land on like these huge parachute bags. They're, they're, they're bags. 
Um, <clears throat> I did this in 2008. It was hot. It was Fort Jackson, South Carolina. You go climb up. You're supposed to stand at the back. You stand at the edge of the building, toes, for, and you free fall, and you, you're supposed to fall down. I did that, and there was two airbags. There's two airbags in between, and they're not connected. I fell in directly in between those two airbags, so I didn't land um, flush on an airbag. I landed in between, so I landed. The bags did break my fall. However, it wasn't a flush surface, so I went in between those two bags, fell all the way to the ground, went unconscious. One of my friends, you're supposed to jump with somebody. One of my friends gets he shakes me, gets me up, drags me out because it's about four feet deep from the top of the bag to the bottom of the bag. It's like a big old blow up mattress is what it is the best way I can explain it. Got a friend of mine, he he shakes me, I'm unconscious. He shakes me, gets me up. I'm trying to dig myself out of the bottom of the bag to climb up. As I'm looking up, there's some other other drill sergeants who aren't really a part of the the, the cycle that I'm in, but they're there just another set of eyes to kind of make sure everything's being performed well and smooth. And they looked down and they looked at me as if I died. And they looked at me and they said, Are you okay? I said, Yeah. And they said, are you sure you're okay? They knew I wasn't okay. But there's this notion that in basic training, there's this word that everyone forbid, like everyone is scared of this word and it's called recycle. You go through basic training for about nine weeks and the thing you want to do is just do what you got to do to survive because you do not want to get recycled where you have to start all over from day one again. And that's that was the first thing I was thinking. I was like, I didn't know where I was at. I had a migraine out this world. And I just did not want to get recycled. Like, I just wanted to hurry up, be done with basic training so I could see my family and move on to the next station. That was all. That was my agenda. That was my focus. And they also made it. They made it where you I want to say they discouraged you from going to see a medic, but they knew that if you went to go see a medic, if you missed a day or two or any time during your training that you would have to make it up. And you're in, in such a time crunch that you may not be able to make that time up where you have to be recycled. I wasn't with that, that, bro. Like I was like, ah, oh, nah, bro. I gotta keep this. I gotta keep it pushing. So I'm dragging myself out of out of the bag. They asked me if I'm okay. I said yes, I'm okay. And they're looking at me because they they there's a, they, they they have the compassion. Like nah, bro, you gotta go. You gotta go sit this out. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I promise you, I'm good. I'm good. And they said, are you sure? I said, yeah, I'm sure. They said they they were supposed to bring a medic. The medic never showed up. I keep going. Fast forward, I get to my next duty station, have really, really bad headaches, sensitive to light. I finally say, hey, I need to go get this checked out. Come to find out, I actually had a one of one of first of many concussions, but that was my first concussion I suffered in the military. I am about 15 years removed from that incident, and I still suffer from all the symptoms that I had when I initially had that first fall. And I say that looking back, if I could have told that man myself when that situation happened like hey take a knee go sit that out and, and get that checked out i probably would have said yeah like i'm paying for that so i'm looking tying this into what happened to Tonga lavoa with the miami dolphins my man had a very very nasty hit one week and he's he's on the cusp of trying to make something special and he doesn't want to let his team down so he's like, man, I'm good. And then come to find out four days later, he takes another hit where he's out here putting put on a stretcher. And, and, you know, now the Miami Dolphins have now fired or I don't know if it's the Miami Dolphins, but then and if someone fired the independent neurologist that's supposed to oversee concussions, they fire that man. 
Um, but clearly after the first hit that he took last week, he shouldn't have played. Four days later, after a short turnaround, he gets hit like that. And it's 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 kind of disturbing to see. Um, but I know what my man Tua was going through. He didn't want to let his team down. And he didn't want to let his family down. And I know what that's like for him to try to be like, you know what, man, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, it's just a back injury. Like I'll be straight. You know, we got all the, we got the world-class best pain meds out here in the business. So I could just shoot this up and I'll be cool. I bet you, I'm willing to bet you some money 10 to 15 years from now, he's going to look back at this and probably say, man, this wasn't even really worth it, bruh. It wasn't really worth it. So, um, it's just a try. It's, it's a sad story. I feel like the team let him down, um, especially after the first hit that he took. They should have never put him back in that game. Um, he really shouldn't have played this this Thursday night game, especially off of that that first hit that he took. And now, I would be shocked. I honestly would be shocked if Tua Tagovailoa played again this at least not until December. If he comes back before then. I don't know. That that's a that's a gamble that they're taking and I don't know if it's really worth it. But I feel where my man was coming from. I can't knock him because I feel like everyone's been through a situation like that where they don't want to let their boys down. They don't want to let their family down. They don't want to let their teammates down. They don't want to let their fans down. So I feel where he was coming from. I just wish that the NFL does a better job at being like, you know what? Someone has to be able to put their foot down and be like, nah, bro, you you done. And I don't know. I don't know. Define an independent league neurologist because they're getting paid by the league, you know, and if they're getting paid by the league. There's still probably some type of attrition that's going on. It's like, nah, if you out here diagnosing X, Y, and Z, this many players a year with concussions, you probably, you know, they're probably like, nah, you're taking the product away from us as opposed to really looking out for their safety. So there is a little bit of that that I feel like is going on as well, where they I don't know how independent these neurologists really are, because if they are, a lot of these boys wouldn't be coming back into these games after they didn't got hit with that hit stick. So um, I just hope he's OK. And I just wanted to be transparent because I know what my man's been through. I know what I know that type of feeling where he just don't want to let people down. So I'm tracking. I feel it. Now, that being said, like I said, this is my sports business podcast. It's Poor RTZ, B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. Hope you all been enjoying the show. Like I said, email the show. Let me know what y'all think. Should he have played? Should he have not played? I personally don't think he should have played, but this is what happens when you get paid a big fettuccine. Before we dip up out of here, we're going to talk about this the dummy of the day. Sports business dummy of the day. I went last week. I was actually honored. Shout out to my beautiful wife for making this happen. I went last week to, I got invited on behalf of her to go see Darren Waller actually speak in front of the Nellis Air Force Base troops here in Las Vegas. So it was, it was a pretty huge honor. I got to see him talk. Um, he spoke to about, uh, I think about, maybe about 100 of us. It was pretty, it was an intimate setting. It was almost like a TED Talk. Comes out, he talks about his um, battle with addiction, alcoholism, drugs, painkillers, you name it. My man did it. And he, they opened it up to a Q&A session. And this one person goes, man, I got you on my fantasy football team. What's going on? Why ain't you balling? And immediately I went from, man, this is a great, great, great experience to what the hell is going on around here with this man really just uh, really just sat there and try to go after Darren Waller about his why his fantasy. He losing because Darren Waller ain't playing good on his fantasy football team. I've had a couple of other people. 
when I get to meet others, athletes and whatnot, or I see it all the time on social media where they're like, oh man, I, you know, they're, you know, they send up, they send death threats in their DMs about how, how this person costed their fantasy football. What are y'all doing? Like y'all are just weird. Y'all are so weird where y'all are out here really ponying up this amount of money. And then whenever you don't win, y'all out here, y'all getting mad and y'all out here sliding these, these boys DMs or you got the, the actual nerve to go up to someone in their face who's literally making a living they don't give a damn about your fantasy football league so why would you even ask anything like that or why would you even make a comment about oh yeah well you knew you know tell them about how you messing up my fantasy football they don't give a damn about you or your fantasy football bro if you don't like it don't draft it don't play if you worried about your money that much maybe you shouldn't play do i play fantasy football yes i do have i won yeah have i won big money yeah, have I lost big money? Yeah, but I'm gonna keep it pushing because you know what? It ain't to me. It's no different if I'm playing Madden or if I go down here in Vegas and I put a rack on, if I put a foul wow on the slot machines or I put another thousand on red at the roulette table. Like it's no different. It's gambling. It's literally a gamble. Is there some strategy involved? Yeah, absolutely, there's some strategy that takes in place in fantasy football. If you haven't heard a couple of my podcasts where I have my man Christopher Kennedy on the show, um, you wouldn't even know that. You wouldn't you would know that there's some strategy involved. Shout out to my man Chris. I got to get him on the show. Give you all some tips and pointers about fantasy football. But for me, it ain't that serious. And y'all need to kind of like pump the brakes on coming at these athletes a little sideways because you got some lemon booty fantasy t- uh, selections on your team. You clearly don't know what you're doing, but you want to sit there and knock the players. Like what? So all y'all out here that's going off on these people and got the nerve to. When players are in the community doing community work to say, hey, let that man know that my fantasy, you cost, he cost in my fantasy football. Y'all are the dummies of the day. Like that is just tacky. It's classless. And it's just downright weird. You're going to tell a man who's out here talking about this personal demons that he's battling, trying to shed light on somebody who might be dealing with some real life situations. And you got the nerve to be like, oh, yeah, tell that man he out here costing my fantasy football team more. Y'all are just weird and that uh, I, when I heard when I saw that man say that in front of Darren Waller's face, Darren Waller had every right to just get up and be like, you know what? It's cool. I'm, I, I appreciate y'all coming out. I'm, I'm done. You can thank that man right there. He had every right to do that. So you listen to Sports Business Podcast. Once again, my name is Eric Compton. I hope you all enjoyed the show. Once again, like I said, email the show S-P-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at gmail.com. We do this once a week. Make sure you hit the likes and subscribe button. Make sure you tell your friends about me. Other than that, we're going to run it back next week. Other than that, deuces.